We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. A three-run home run for Buckingham. The Yankees now lead it by a score of 3-2. Bill Lee what can I say? Just tip my hat and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports, and we certainly had the rivalry in full effect over the weekend. Brian Shackman here along with John Senecal. We're not videotaping this week because we are in different places. John has been doing a little baseball and vacation tour in Florida, and I am in lovely Connecticut. Uh, first of all, John, how's the trip been? The trip has been fine, Brian. It's a little interesting, obviously, driving around Florida. We started up in Tampa, and then now we're down in the uh, Florida Keys. My first time in the Florida Keys, and it's definitely different down here kind of like cape cod but much warmer you know they right. kind of it, strung out hot. and uh, hot and uh driving down here is interesting people move at their own pace and they love to sit in the left-hand lane and um, coming from new england <laughs> that's so, not fun right and you're a classic new englander i know you're raised in new york but uh you, you're definitely not a patient driver <laughs> no no also remember brian i get a lot of flack for my driving but i did i was a news photographer for nearly 20 years so right you had to get to, to places very quickly. Yes. Uh, right. We're going to talk about Florida. You got to see Jason Dominguez, the, the big um, prospect for the Yankees, and you also went to Marlins Park. So I, I want to talk all about that. And uh, But today, we this is the rundown of what we're going to do. We're going to put a ribbon on that, the series in terms of what it means for the Yankees and the Red Sox, but it really was more important for the Yankees, in my opinion. We'll sort a, of ribbon, go through, a ribbon, a ribbon. <laughs> a ribbon or, or, or we'll put a, a nail in the coffin. In the coffin. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want to say. We'll go through the series as well. We'll talk about the schedule moving forward and talk a little bit about your experience in Florida. And then we'll 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 talk trade deadline as well. Um, my quick snap takeaway is I, I thought the Yankees easily could have won three games in that series and didn't. And uh, I think because they lost three or four. I think that their chances, I, th- I don't think it's me going on a limb, of winning the division are effectively over. And there's one fundamental reason why. If, if the Yankees were in second and nine back, I think that they could have a chance because it's a linear proposition. But they need both the Red Sox and the Rays to falter. And I just don't see that happening. No, I definitely don't see that happening. I mean, and there's other issues in that, too. Obviously, the Yankees are not a good team. They just don't look good. They can't hold a lead. Um, and then... Of course, demoralizing, you know, losing 
three or four of the Sox is not not good. So well, I mean, the uh, way they lost on Sunday, John, was just well, that, that's that's the worst loss. Yeah, their their worst loss of the season, other than you know the, the Grand Slam against the Angels late. Um, but huge win for the Red Sox. I mean, the Red Sox have been a great team all year, but that is one hell of a win for the Sox and one hell of a loss for the Yankees. I mean, to have a no hitter going in to the eighth inning and then just collapse like that and blow a four run lead is just. I mean, what else can you say? It's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. Well, and if and if it wasn't now, let's realize that you know there's going to be changes in New York. There's going to be changes in New York. Well, let me ask you before we get to that because I think Boone's not going to be there next year myself. You have Domingo Herman, who had 93 pitches. Yep. It was tiring, right? But he gives up a leadoff double to Verdugo, and, and that's not the end of the world, though, for a guy that's got 93 pitches efficiently, you know, and, is, and, it, and it was looking good. So I give him another batter. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of my point is that was this was this I mean, and again, like a lot of times that's a knee jerk reaction by a manager. You lose a no hitter. It's late in the game. Just get him out. Right. And I understand that. But maybe there's a managerial criticism here with the decision to to yank him when they did. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he, he was uh, OK. Unhittable. Right. That's the obvious word to use. Right. But still, I mean, he's looking good. And you 93 pitches. You got to let him go to 100, I think. Right. Yeah, you give, I mean, you give him another I, I batter. If it's if 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 the next batter gets a hit, then you come back out. You know what I mean? And you pull him. You got to give him another batter. And again, listen, Renfro comes up, and Luizaga's pitch is a bad pitch. Renfro hits a bad pitch there, so you got to give him that. But still, Luizaga after that just not good. Yeah, I mean, I think that 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 that's that. I mean, and I don't know. I, I just feel like when you have a four zip lead, you give up a hit. The fact that you can't close it, and I don't know. Like, I feel. But there's no I, confidence. Green didn't do it before. Chapman has been shaky as hell. Obviously, we all know that. So they're, yeah. they're nervous to go there, especially for two for two innings, right? And so Loizaga is the obvious choice, and he just couldn't do it, and he hasn't been sharp since coming off the COVID. But think about the game, right? Think about this: Bogarts 0 for three, Devers 0 for four, JD Martinez 0 for three. I mean, you struck out Jared Durant three times. They have five, the Red Sox had five hits in the game, and four of them came from the bottom of the order. I mean, that, like, to me, that's the most telling thing, is that you lost basically to the Red Sox' worst hitters. I mean, even Francis Cordero got a hit. And that's what good teams do. And you watch baseball long enough, Brian, when the studs aren't performing, the other guys pick it up. Yeah, and as much as it's funny, we talk about how that that win on Sunday was so demoralizing and so great for the the Red Sox. I mean, you know, you can when you think about the first game of the series, too. I mean, that to me was as demoralizing as the Sunday game. I mean, oh, it's awful to to lose a game on four wild pitches, a walk and like a sack fly is like my kids' little league. Oh, absolutely. And then you, of course, again, the Yankees are patched together, and you got a guy with nine innings of major league experience in that position. Granted, he's a major leaguer. You should not be throwing four wild pitches in a row. But at the same time, the Yankees' options are awful. They're just awful. And the, <laughs> the back door, you can't close it. I mean, it's just, 
Anytime you turn around, it seems like the Yankees are getting punched in the face. Well, you really do. <laughs> they're they're fifty one and forty seven, right? Okay, that, as of Monday, and that's obviously going to change depending on when people listen to the podcast. Nine games back. Yep, and so they have so they played ninety eight games, so they have sixty four games left. So if they're going to get to to ninety game to ninety wins, which I don't even know will do it, but it it could just say they needed to. They have to win thirty nine games. So they have to go 39 and 25. That's to get to 90. And that's not a guarantee for the wild card. But let's just say that 90 wins gets them a wild card. Do you think they can go 39 and 25, 14 games over 500 the rest of the way? No, absolutely not. I mean, what, so you is Judge going to come back and there. save them? No, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. With their resume right now, no, I don't think so. And I don't see it changing going forward. There's just, there's just bad omens and apples and worms and just i don't know man they need joe so blue in cynical. there man like, i feel shake like it up. this is so weird like i feel like i always feel like every day the yankees are gonna find a way to turn it on and turn it around but they're but not you, they just they I, do it one day and then it's it's just a parade of errors after that and you think like well they get these guys back you know from the covid and they'll be better but they had those guys back from the covid we've talked about this before brian the, the yankees are not built right this year they're just not built and they're and, and they got trouble in the long term too i mean you watch stanton up there he's swinging like the bad kid on the little league team yeah awful yeah, he's, he, yeah i felt almost just bad awful well i mean when you say that it's he just looked overmatched he, in the one at bat like he didn't want to play like he didn't want right. to be out there the uh the and Red then Sox. i see i see a quote I see a quote, and this makes me mad real quick, Brian. I see a quote from him talking like last week about you know, these, these new guys. Everyone was getting excited about Greg Allen and Florio, who need to work on their outfield defense, obviously. But he, he had a, Stan had a quote about these guys. Oh, they're playing every day like it's their last game and they're scrappy. And it's like, guy, you're supposed to be playing every day like it's your last game and you're scrappy. Right. You're a yeah. major league baseball player. If you're not out there playing every day like it's your last game and you're scrappy, you should be out there. Right. Look at what Ronald Acuna when he plays. Look at Fernando Tatis Jr. when he plays. Javier Baez, I don't like him, but look at how he plays. Those guys are all in, all out, all balls all the time. And that's just, I'm just naming a few. There's guys right, all Most of those guys got it. their money too. Like, I mean, you could say Stanton's gotten soft because of the money. But here, here, here's the situation. I just think that, you know, the Red Sox, Kyle Bloom, is, they've overachieved. I mean, no, I don't think anybody reasonably would expect them to be where they are. But the Red Sox actually even if they make a decent trade, even if they offload one or two guys to make a move, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, they're still deep. I mean, their 25 players on the roster are really deep. And I think that that's the problem for the Yankees is that they do have a couple of young guys, but they don't have, I mean, honestly, they don't have enough all-around talent, I think, in the, in the middle. I don't no. know. I just feel like the, the Red Sox are built way more for the, for, the, for the future than the Yankees are right now, even with oh, some absolutely. of these young kids coming up and, and looking good. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. This is Fan Base Deep Dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Okay, so basically, John, you've said they have no chance. They have no chance, even in your opinion, for the wild card. So uh, they, let's talk of the next two weeks in terms of scheduling for if they were going to surprise you to the upside. What does it look like? All right, so the Yanks, three on Tampa, four in Miami, three in Baltimore. You'd laugh and say, all right, we're going we're gonna to walk, have a tough time with Tampa, and you're going to handle Miami and Baltimore. Now, Baltimore just swept Washington, and Miami took two out of four from the Padres. So nothing, no, nobody's rolling over, right? Nobody's rolling over for you, so nothing's expected. So that's over the next 10 games. You play 
500, hopefully. I mean, you should win more than that, but I don't know. I just don't see the Yankees rolling over anybody at this time. And then you also look at it where th these teams see the Yankees coming in, limping. They want to whoop them up. Sure. They want to whoop them up even more. Well, let's be honest. I think if they don't win two or three at least in Tampa, it's it's even a deeper hole if the Red Sox win two. So say, for instance, you know the Red Sox win two or three in their series and, and the Yankees lose two or three, they're going to be double-digit games back to both teams. So, I mean, I argue yeah, and the Red Sox they, have, have Toronto, Toronto, Tampa, and Detroit. Right, right. So well, listen, that's Detroit, not, that's, not I mean, easy that's a hard schedule, too. I mean, Detroit is all of a sudden not a pushover. Hottest and, team in baseball. And, 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 the, and the Blue Jays, when they hit, they can hit. And then Tampa's Tampa. So, I mean, the Red Sox could actually go on a rough patch, too. But I, I guess my point is if, if the Yankees don't sweep Tampa in Tampa, which always is a good place for them to play because there's a lot of Yankee fans that go – but I, I think that's a must-sweep series, to be honest, because you're probably you can take two or three from Miami, you can take two or three from Baltimore, but I think you have to sweep, sweep, the Rays if you have any chance at this. Absolutely. Well, for one, they're in front of you, and for two, it's a psychological thing. You know, they're your they're your foes in the AL East, other than the Red Sox, and they've had more bad blood against the Rays in the last two years than the Red Sox. That's for sure. Right. So, hey, listen. Um, let's talk about Florida. It, Go ahead. No, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, you know, it's 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 just a tough thing. You know, you ask me what they need to do, and I know what they need to do. Everybody knows what they need to do. They need to win games, but they always find a way to lose those damn games. You know what I mean? They always find a way to lose the games. You know, I've been saying the only good thing the Yankees have done this season is not sign Trevor Bauer in the off season. Right. That really is because I could just see in the Yankees signing him. That would have been the icing on the cake to have that clown on your team right now. Oh yeah, yeah. I tell you, man. I, I want to hear about the trip. I want to hear what's going on. All right, so uh, so we were down down in uh, Tampa at the Yankee Spring Training Complex, which, by the way, is amazing. Okay, so you can just—it's like going to a little league game. If there was 150, 200 people there, I would surprise. I mean, you drive right up 10 minutes before the game, you park right behind home plate and walk in. So <laughs> that was awesome, free parking and everything. Six bucks to sit right above the dugout, and uh, we got to see Jason Dominguez, the Yankees' big prospect, play. And uh, he went one for five, so he didn't go crazy, but he hits the ball hard. He's 18. Dude looks like he's 30, runs like a deer, and he just he, he hits the ball hard. You know, you just – it's that contact. When you hear it, it's just that, something off the bat. Bah! Yeah, something off the bat. And, again, you know, he, he comes out of the dugout and people are cheering. Now, there was only 200 people there, but, you know, that's the dude they're cheering for. You know the one takeaway, other than the one takeaway I have from a low A uh, baseball is very unpolished baseball. Very unpolished baseball. I, I I watched a lot of Cape League baseball this summer, and I think that there's some things the players lack. But I think that as a, as a baseball game, it 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 it's efficient and the the fundamentals are there. I wonder how that yeah. compares to what you saw. Well, it's interesting. So, because you know where we are, we have the Hartford Yard Goats, um, and that's Double A. And everyone says if you can play in Double A and make it in Double A, you should be good enough to make it in the majors. And you can definitely see a drop off in the ability. Now, these kids are young. A lot of these kids are none of them are really over twenty two years old. So you got to right. give them that. Some of them are just come out of college, or they've come out of high school and been drafted in their second or third year. But you can definitely see that. 
there's a, there's some very unpolished play if you look across. Like how, you know, what, what do you mean by that? Though, like give me an example. You know, like uh, getting up getting up to a ball late, not charging the ball the right way, not taking the right route to the ball. Um, just you know, not uh, good base running, um, not picking up the coaches on the base pass. Just that that kind of stuff. Uh, amateur stuff. You know, stuff that stuff that. Um, some of it's baseball sense, but a lot of it is just stuff that you need to learn. You know, you just need you, you need to learn, and they probably haven't learned it yet. Um, I don't know. I just noticed it that it seemed a little unpolished to me, just huh. from the games and levels I've watched. You know, but you know, the stadium I, is cool. It's a good experience if you're a Yankees fan. Can um, you get a Tampa beer? Tar- tarpons. You can get you can get beer and whatever else you want there. Um, you know, typical concession prices. Not not as expensive as uh, Lone Depot Park in Miami. Where it's uh, two Gatorades and uh, uh, peanuts is twenty bucks. But <laughs> how was that park? Uh, the park is beautiful. Um, the park is really cool. The roof was not open, but you know they they're doing something all the time to entertain you there. They got bands playing around. They have karaoke afterwards. Um, but I have no clue how that team's making any money, and I don't think they are. I mean, I I would imagine the air conditioning they were pumping into that place um, was more than what they can afford. To believe, to how many people were there? I, think uh, I mean, to see Tatis, I would say fifteen thousand. To see the Marlins, two thousand. Um, <laughs> well, it's <laughs> funny I, as a team. If I'm being honest, in, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, as a team, they're interesting because they're in last place. But yeah, actually, you know, they're they're eleven back in a weak division, but they actually have a plus one run differential. I mean, they're not a terrible team. No, they don't have any names on their team. You know, they got Adam Duvall, you know, Jazz Chisholm Jr., who didn't play, and Starlin Marte, who's, you know, supposedly their trade chip. But he's 32 years old, but he's playing good. But they don't have that marquee player, you know. Obviously, right. Jose Fernandez passed away a few years ago. Um, that would have been their chip if they kept on to him. But they're just a, a team of a bunch of players that really nobody knows and nobody kind of really cares about. And they're <laughs> in, a, in a state – in a state that nobody really cares about baseball, in a pretty decent park that you know, it's yeah. it's I mean, kind of sucks that they don't have a better team. Yeah, but I'll I tell you one thing, man. Fernando Tatis not start in the game, and we were not happy about that. We did get to talk to Bobby Dickerson, but when Fernando Tatis came out the pinch hit and he walked out of the dugout the pinch hit in the eighth inning, oh my god, dude, the place went nuts, absolutely nuts. So people clearly. So there's your draw, him. folks. Right. There's your draw, folks, in Major League Baseball. That's who they're pinning it all on right there, which is not a bad idea either. So real quick, Bobby Dickerson, of course, is the bench coach for the Padres. I mean, the third base coach now. Third, third base. base coach now, and um, you know, the NL West we know is the best division in baseball. They have three teams that are playoff teams, and one may not make it. Or maybe all three will make it. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how much time you had with him, and hopefully we'll get him in the off season. But wh- what did he say about how it's how it's been being with, you know, Machado and all the hoopla around Tatis? I mean, it must be incredible. Well, you know, he, obviously he's got a front row seat, you know, to a very electric team and a very exciting team. And the, you know, they're in it to win it. He's excited about that. Um, we, we only talked to him for about 10 minutes. Um, it's interesting. His college roommate was actually there too. So we were all kind of talking together, but you know, with the COVID restrictions and stuff, they don't let you get near any of these people. If it's, if it's anything, uh, the, it's the players approaching the fans, you know, which the, they did good afterwards, Manny and, um, Tatis signed a bunch of autographs for fans, but you gotta be right down by the dugout, which is also separated. But as right. far as like, you know, 
the access is not there. The field passes aren't there. You know, it's not it's not it's not the experience that we're used to as baseball fans in general, but also if you got the access normally from getting player passes and stuff like that, it's definitely not the intimate experience. So no, we did not get to talk a lot. Um, he did, he did mention that there was some rumors, um, very good rumors that Buck is coming back to the Yankees. Um, really? Buck Showalter? So t- yeah. TBD. Um, and I, I guess and if Russo can win in Chicago, then Buck can win in New York. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, but I don't know if it's necessarily might not be in a managerial role. So I don't know. Um, it could be some sort of you know, baseball czar kind of role, you know, that kind of thing. But there is very, from you know, and Bobby's pretty close to Buck. So and my answer to that was, you know, well, we want you to be the Yankees manager, <laughs> you know, be so cool. which would be much more fun. You know, if you ask me, that would be awesome. But yeah, there he did tell me that. And um, other than that, you know, the, the stadium was cool. And boy, I'll tell you. Base, the fans love Fernando Tatis. They definitely do. Well, listen, I'll just say we got to talk. We got to go, and I got to talk trade deadline real quick. I mean, I, I don't think Major League Baseball belongs in the state of Florida, even though the Rays are so well run. Give them to a city somewhere else with the same management because it's a joke. And I think the Marlins are a joke. And, and I don't. I just think with spring training, you just don't have the, the the appetite for it. I just don't see it, and so I never have, and I don't think I ever will. So that, that's my, my. Well, I think. I- being down here, you know, I know if you obviously live here, you're used to it, but I feel like, you know, you're down here, it's so dang hot, you're like, I don't even want to go outside to get to the baseball game. You know, it's like, I'd rather just stay inside if I can watch it on TV because it is, it's, it's, uh, it's hot. It's definitely hot. Right. John Senecal, Brian Shackman, our fan base, deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Real quick, trade deadline. Um, the Yankees, are they actually going to be buyers? I mean, do you think they're actually going to try to make I'm a move? I'm so tired of. I'm tired of the uh, Trevor Story rumors. I mean, what are you going to do? Bring Trevor Story in and put him at shortstop, move Glaber to second, DJ to first. In a perfect world, everyone loves that. And then what do you do with Luke Voigt? What do you do? I don't know. I don't see the Yankees going out there and getting a player like that um, as a rental and losing guys because Story's gone. If you can get a guy that has some control, maybe. But I don't know. I think I think the whole trade deadline idea is more of uh, what the Sox are going to do. And if the Yankees are going to do anything, I think they might be giving up somebody but what, who, who wants anybody on the Yankees right now you don't want Stanton you don't want Chapman uh too big of contracts and not performing I mean who's your tradable chip Clint the Red Devils got dizzy spells Andujar's yeah, hurt no, you um, have to go they're a mess I mean, yeah I mean you gotta go Red down Sox, deep in the minors I mean for the Red Sox we talked about their consistency as starter and Chris Sale's going to come back maybe in as little as a week and a half so then the question is, where do you fit? You're always looking for relief help, right? Uh, and and a bat. I mean, I, I just don't – I don't actually think the Red Sox need a whole lot to make a run. So I wouldn't sell the farm. I would try to bolster – I'd get an arm for the bullpen. I don't think they need to pick up another starter unless they can get Scherzer or something that without expense – and then I would I would find a good bench bat. I mean I, I mean that's that that's it. I mean I, I would make tweaks. I wouldn't make. I mean I I love Nelson Cruz. So I always would love to have it. I would have loved to have had him. But I don't think the Red Sox need to do too much. No, I mean they really don't. They got a great team. I mean obviously you know like you talked about Dahlbeck at first. You know the, the big buzz. Maybe they can get Rizzo. I mean, great left-handed bat if you can pull it off. But like you said you. 
I want to fleece it. And they're, they're a hell of a team. You know, there's chemistry, chemistry, chemistry. You never know. You never know what the chemistry can do with a player. Yeah. I love Dahlbeck, but I, I think I'd make that Rizzo deal. I, I do. Uh, even though I'm not... Everything points to Rizzo being a hell of a teammate, so I wouldn't really worry about that too much. Chicago fans are not going to look it, that's for sure, if that happens. All right, John, safe travels back from Florida. This is a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. We call it fan base, and we're always here every week on Odyssey or wherever you enjoy your podcasts, and we will see you next time. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.